Welcome to Dice, Nerds, and Nagas, coming at you from Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Dice, Nerds, and Nagas, the only D&D campaign that's been held liable in a court of law for multiple suicides. Hmm? Eh. You know, you watch some of the episodes, you're like, you know what? There isn't any reason to keep going. This is so terrible. The cycle is right. Luckily, it just... <laughs> Anyways, so where we left off, our heroes had, uh been speaking to uh, an, Ivan. Yeah, Ivan the Green Thumb and a pre-cycle gardening god, basically. And he gave him some information about uh, the body of Balin, the brother of the All-Father. His body has been floating in the Astral Sea ever since they, he killed him. Uh, and there are various factions at play trying to use this ancient god's body for their own ends. Uh, and that's where we uh, jump cut back to the player characters. Oh, that's these guys. What do you know? <laughs> so, um, what do you guys want to do? I suppose probably get going, right? Hot-footed to Balin. Yeah, so, um, uh, anything else? We make the castle after, invisible. After asking for, like, healing herbs and stuff like that. And wacky back. Alright, so drugs and healing plants. Healing plants to make more healing pastes. Okay, so I, I think he'll um, go ahead and he'll have a, one of the gardeners uh, stock your greenhouse with a couple of the healing plants. Uh, and I want to talk to that Jonah guy. Okay, sure. Johan? Johan. Okay, um. Okay. Okay, no problem. So, um, you can see Johan is, uh, at work in the garden sketching out some flowers as you approach him. He kind of looks back, notices you. Yes? Hello. Hello, um, Lemmy, correct? Go. Lemmy, go. I think we've met before. Where? There was a market in Sigil. And I believe there was a man making quite a scene. I don't know, making a spectacle of himself. Was that you? Probably, yeah. Remember, the guards had to be called, even. Mm, yeah, and that was probably me. Okay, well, it was either you or it was some version of you, I suppose. Oh, I wonder if there's another me here. <laughs> was this here or somewhere else? Um... I'm sorry? In Sigil. Yes, but which Sigil? Mm, this Sigil. This Sigil. Ah, there's another Lemmy! <gasps> Twinsies! <laughs> oh, gosh. Hopefully, uh... You learned less nude than the other one, right? Oh, I'm currently not wearing Wait, I have some hobo clothes. Yeah, I'm gonna take it off. We're peaceful in the garden. Okay. okay. That didn't get mentioned at all. That yeah, you yeah, I, I did not. I did not hear that either. <laughs> okay, well, rewind. Says, "Yep, I think that was definitely you." There's another me. Oh God. So what? What can I do for you? I suppose. Um, I hear you're from another dimension too. Well, in a way, yes. Just I, I'm a planes traveler, but uh, hopping dimensions is not really my purview. I've only Oh, oh so you once. Just the planes. Yes, yes. I've I've only traveled to a different plane once. It was um, not 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 pleasurable. Not not a, I didn't enjoy it. Okay. All right. Which one? Well, I'm not sure. It was, I believe, between the third and fourth floors. I found a, 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 a of the Tower of Ages. It was a small hidden away doorway, but when I went through, it was quite a similar but different world than our own. Okay. Uh, but I'm sure. Where do you hail from? From Sigil, but a different Sigil. One second. So, um, anyways, is there anything you... I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by other things. Um, let's see. 
Ah, yes, okay, so. Yes, I spent some time in this other, this other dimension. There were a few differences, I suppose. The types of warriors were different. There were heroes that could inspire others just with their words. And there were epic heroes as well that had powers such as gods. All right, so you came back. I did come back. Oh, I was so your name. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yes, things are just simpler here, you know. It seemed like doing combat in that other dimension just took so long. It just wasn't feasible to stay there. Sounds familiar. Oh, let's see. Um, let's see, uh, there were other differences as well, um, the paladins of that world, they followed a much stricter code of conduct. So you the There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of math involved, He went to a universe between the third and fourth floors, 3.5, so to speak. <laughs> This is getting too meta. Anyways. Uh, I see them preparing to leave, so I hurry back. Okay. Put my robes back on. So off to Balin's body, I guess. Um, the, the, the trip is a bit uneventful. Um, the potion making items. She seems to think loads work well. Yeah, sir. Microphones. How much can you restock? Um, I would say you can restock it back to where you can make another... Potions. Sweet! It'll still take time or whatever to have them all manufactured, but still. I could be a giant werewolf. <laughs> um, so, Balin's body. Let's just jump forward, because time is, is a factor, yeah. I suppose. Okay. As much as I love bloviating and uh, describing. So, <clears throat> where were we? There we go. Um, I'm approaching Balin's body, approaching the giant god Balin's corpse. Uh, the first thing you, you perhaps notice is a bright red swirling nebula that surrounds it. Uh, it's said that that's Balin's blood spilled by his, uh, his brother, the Allfather. The body itself is enormous, at least as large as the Allfather's was. And it lays unmoving, its arms held up as if to block an attack. Um, deep holes bore into the into Balin's neck and sides, um, and a large steel and concrete structure rises out of his left ribs, uh, several s stories up. The structure is bristling with cannons, spotlights, uh, landing pads, things like that. On his opposite side. Uh, near the ribs, you can actually see the bone as, as much of the flesh has, has been rotted away. It has sort of a, a, gr a black, greenish, purplish tint, like he's rotting in one side. And above Balin's body, you find two massive ships. Uh, they appear like the Githyanki ships you saw earlier in the mortal realm. But these ones are much larger, I mean, about half the size of Balin's body, perhaps, just floating above. Its weapons train downward. Can we somehow send a message to Farkas? I was just thinking the same thing. Tell him we're here. Uh, do we want to go for Farkas, or do we want to find these monks? I think Farkas, I think the dwarves can help us. I... I'm more inclined to go with Malakat's plan. I forgot about him. Does he need the heart for that? Most probably. I think so. I mean, I guess we've got, we've got to discuss this. Yeah, we, uh, he's, he's apparently said that he was looking for a body. Mm -hmm. No one said anything about the heart. Mm, couldn't we contact both of them? We could. We can ask Martin send a message, but we don't know really what Malkath looks like. Martin has never seen Farkas. None of us have seen Farkas. None of us have seen Farkas. Doesn't work like that. Sending those, you need to know the person. Okay. 
Do you think yeah. maybe? So right. 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 You will to do you see think maybe in a closed room he could be on the plane of fire or whatever? Uh, you wouldn't know exactly if he's there or if he's there. Uh, do you think maybe the monks were more neutral before we decide what we want to do? No, is there any fighting going on? Do we see any people? Is anyone speaking giant? Um, yes. So, I suppose, swooping in a little bit closer, um, you can see some of the Githyanki weapons, kind of their, their guns are trained on your castle and kind of shifts as you get closer to the body. Uh, to make the castle invisible? I did say it earlier, make it invisible as we approach the body. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Well, it might have been the last episode. <laughs> definitely want to make a castle invisible when we're going towards somebody. Oh, okay. Well, then um, I would say to get the army guns, don't train their weapons on you then. I didn't realize you guys were invisible. So you're able to uh, rather quietly make your way over, kind of flying up the stomach toward the chest, I guess. And um, you, can, you don't see any battles going on right now, but the surface of the chest is pockmarked with... Um, Small holes, I guess. Uh, not holes, uh, like blasts, craters. like okay. craters. That's that's the word for it. Uh, craters, missing hunks of flesh. Some of them rather large, actually. You know, from a distance they looked like maybe pimples or something, but up close you can see they were detonating some very large weapons here recently. Do these out of game? Do these look like the holes that that bomb the guy from the dwarven adventure? Oh, Irag, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they, they, I'd say they're probably similar, maybe even bigger, as if from, like, bigger artillery pieces. I have, uh, an idea, uh, it's quite possible that maybe Gimreed has met Malakath before, I mean, we don't know if she's really old, we can go ask, and then maybe she can... Help us send a message or scry or something we're sending. Say again? I was saying maybe I was saying maybe Gamry knows has met Malakath before. I can go ask her. Okay. Could ask her for sure. Okay, I'll go and find Gamry. Right. Um. Well, he's looking for Gamry. Um. You can. I imagine you guys are probably watching. You know, looking over this site in front of you, and. I'm trying to find out what what does it look. Are they building something? Are they boring to the heart? Are they searching for something? What kind of? A well, it's hard to tell because a lot of what's going on is happening inside under the flesh. Okay. Uh, but you can see there's a large structure, like basically the size of a large <laughs> castle, built into the side of of grandfather. Grandfather's real of Balin's body, and on the other side, it's you know rotted away, more open. Uh, where you could probably look in if you swing the castle around. Um, but yeah, I would say it looks pretty apparent that they're digging into the body deeper and deeper, the dwarves. That's kind of what they like to do. Find things, dig too deep. I'm going to send Buddy into scouting while we remain in the castle. I, um, do we see any dwarves? Well, um, it depends how close you want to try and get to the keep. I imagine you guys are kind of going up the middle right now, is what I was envisioning. Uh, yeah, if they have any, any sort of like true sight or detection spells, uh, I'm guessing the maximum range flows. 600 feet, so we'll not get closer. We're pulling the Han Solo. Fly casual to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you can see, though, uh, some movement uh, breaking out. Um, from, let's say, around the right under the right peck of Balin, his, his right booby. Um, <clears throat> there's a huge kind of shaking, 
rumbling. The flesh is, is moving as if it's full of bugs or something underneath. And all at once it bursts open. And a huge uh, beast basically emerges. Um, it looks like a bunch of loose, wet flesh all wrapped around a giant uh, uh, creeping monster, but it begins crawling across Balin's chest towards the dwarven position. This thing is mm, maybe the size of two or three cloud giants stacked up on each other's shoulders. It's moving toward the dwarven position. I'd say as it as it crawls, you know, halfway across, you can see uh, batteries of dwarven cannons erupting, uh, breaking away bits of flesh from the creature as it approaches. Uh, in turn, it is flinging. Uh, handfuls of its own flesh over toward the castle, uh, smashing against it and then forming into dozens of smaller creatures that uh, uh, sneak in and uh, are trying to attack the dwarves manning the walls. What are the Githyanki ships doing? Nothing. They're not reacting to this battle at all. So they're not supporting either side? Doesn't appear so. Okay. what? Well, I'm wondering if the Githyanki are reacting or supporting either side, but they're not. They'll be like, this is nothing to do with killing my The monks, I don't care. Yeah. The monks, have you seen You don't see any of the monks, no. Appears to be giant flesh golem made to Godzilla-like proportions, and uh, the dwarves just trying to break it down before work? it reaches. Could a mage make something like that? Another this is the astral plane. Oh, our rules don't apply here. Rules always apply. <laughs> <laughs> um, you hear a message coming through the intercom of the control room. <clears throat> a gruff voice kind of calls through, if you answer the call, I suppose. Corton waits to hear you guys. Uh, got a message coming in, guys. Uh, yep. Should we listen to it? Yeah. Yes. Should. Huh? Patch him through. It shall be done. Let it be so. Well, I can't remember the Star Trek quote. Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> Open the hand, Angel. <laughs> um, let's see. Who in the hell is this in our flight space right now? I can see dwarven technology made from Farkas, but I do not recognize... There's no signature here. There's absolutely nothing. It says Modoc. I don't know any fucking Modoc. So who is this, and what are you doing with dwarven technology? Is it a dwarven voice? What language are they speaking? Um, speaking common. Common is, is it a dwarven type of gruff voice, or is it like a... Yeah, it's gruff like a traditional fantasy dwarf. Okay. Is it a uh, captain from the previous thing? Who knows? Uh, how, would, how would I know that? <laughs> how would Feather Marshall know? What would you say? This is Bravo Team. <laughs> <laughs> This is Rogue One. <laughs> uh, we are passing travelers. No, we came here for a reason, right? We came here for the body of Balin, but what were we planning to do we with the body? We came here to find we out just came if there was research. anything left yeah. of Balin. To yeah. ask him how to kill the old father. Yeah, we, yeah. Wanted, we wanted more of the story from the monks, and yeah. uh, we, uh, we knew that I knew that Malekith was here and like, okay, a powerful wizard, there might be some good help there. Okay. We don't really have anything to do with the dwarves, per se, for what we originally came here for. Okay. But Jessup is wandering the castle looking for Gambrian, so he's not saying any of this. Okay. So, uh, I, I would, uh, Aki will respond. We came searching for, uh, Malekith. Malekith? That fucking panty waist highfalutin high elf son of a bitch Malakath. That's the one. What in God's <laughs> name? What in Farkas's name? <laughs> do you need with him? If you're here to put a goddamn bullet in his brain, then I'll be happy to help you. But other than that, we don't have any business with Malakath here. We heard he, we were trying to track him, and we heard he was headed this way. 
Fucking Malakab. No, I don't know exactly where he is. I think he's hiding out with those fucking grave robbers or whatever, those giant pain-in-the-ass monks that are living up near the nose. Uh, well, since we're here, we see you guys are under attack by some sort of monster. Do you need uh, assistance? Oh, well, you know what? Hell yeah, we could use a little assistance. Damn, this one's bigger than the last one. It might actually get to the walls. Where are they coming from? Who's making them? Ugh, fucking necromancers. Got their asses whooped in the material plane, so they came out here to come up with a new plan. Are they skeletons? Uh, mostly looks like the makeup of this one. Here. No, I mean the necromancers. <laughs> what, the necromancers? Bunch of humans, elves, even a couple of dwarves in there, if you would believe it. Okay, how's, how is this uh, monster attacking, by the way? Flinging huge piles of its own flesh. How's it flinging? Is that actually just ripping off of its body? Now, how many? Is it a like bipedal, four-legged, six-armed? Um, what is it? Like a blob, I guess. Like a blob with long arms that's pulling itself across. Okay, and it's pulling itself across. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try. Since I sent Buddy down to scout, I'm gonna try something to see if it works. When its arms. Touch Balin's body. I'm gonna use the word of binding. Alright. <laughs> you need something to bind it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to see. Does it work like glue? I can attach its hands to the. Ah, uh, no. no, it does not work in that way. Okay. Need to like put something on it or okay. tie it in some way, yeah, restrain it, and then bind, and then that one break. Uh, it was just spiderweb. In that case, when it rips the flesh off of it, I'm gonna bind the flesh to its hands. Hmm. <laughs> no, that, that the fingers are grabbing the flesh, right? No, need to, you need to wrap it up in a rope or a chain or a piece of hair and then bind, and then oh, that stuff becomes that. strong. Oh, in that case, we don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> we could tie our ropes together and send, throw it down. <laughs> you could drop the castle on its head or something, and. Like, this rock is stuck on you or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, so it's not a sticky, sticky thing, huh? It's a, it's an actual wrapping around thing. Okay, so never mind about that. Any, uh, any ideas? Well, I believe the castle has... Guns. Yeah. Mount the turrets! Have I found Gimri yet? Yes. Uh, let's see, you find Gimri in the bedroom, I guess, or whatever. Not the master bedroom, one of the secondary ones. Okay. Uh, Gimri? Come in, I just begin to hear weapons from outside, it sounds like. There's a, is there a battle? I think so. Um, hopefully we don't get too caught up. I was, I was actually uh, coming to ask you a question. Um, by any chance, have you ever met a wizard named Malakath? Yes, yes. I've known a couple of Malakaths in my life. Um, this one is specifically chosen of Mistra. I never knew him after he was chosen a Mistra, but I have met that wizard that you speak of. That is fantastic. Uh, we believe he's here, and we kind of want maybe his help or something. Would you be able to help me send a message to him? Uh, I suppose I could. It was quite a long time ago that I met him, though, you understand. Okay. Um, well, if you could let him understand that we spoke to Ivanhoe, and we understand what he's trying to do right now, and, uh, maybe we can meet him. Where is he? Okay, give me a moment. Uh, it's gonna be hard to concentrate with all these explosions happening just some distance away. Would then you like some help with that? The... No, no, I think okay. I just need, need to focus. Okay. okay. Right, um, so she sits for a few moments. The cannons are whirring, lasers are firing off into the beast below. And, um, finally, she says, I've got him. What, what do you want me to tell him? Uh, we spoke to Ivan the Green Thumb, and uh, we understand what he is trying to do for Mistra, and we would like to talk about it. We have great interest in stopping the cycle also, and we would like to meet with him wherever he is. Okay, um, she repeats all of that. I, there are some adventurers here, good, helpful people, and they wish to speak to you. It's, it's Gemri, remember? Yeah, 
Okay, okay. Sounds sounds kind of gross. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so she says, okay, he says he's in the nose? In the nose. Alright. Says you just need to follow the left nostril follow as far as it'll go. That is awesome. And then you'll find him in there, but there you go, that's 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 all he said. He didn't want to talk very much, I guess. Well, I think there is battle and stuff happening right now, so um, stay safe and keep your people safe, I guess. I'm going to go back to the control room and see what's going on. Right. And from the control room, you can see a huge, disgusting, mushy puddle that was once an abomination has been laid low by the combined weaponry of Modoc's castle, which probably burnt through a bit of extra money, I know. money doing all that, uh, and the dwarven uh, gun batteries. Uh, voice over the intercom was like, well, god damn, that was a show. I didn't even speak to the wolves. Yeah, so this, 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 this castle was made by Farkas, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's dwarven tech you're flying in right there. It's unmistakable. Those are dwarven weapons that are you're using, so... Is Parker's with you? Yes! Once, yes. once I Thank use God. the control room, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you guys as well. Yeah, so... Wait a minute. Oh! Oh my gosh! Uh, one second, guys! And a new voice takes over. Much, uh, a little squeakier, a little higher pitched, perhaps. <laughs> I'm not very good at voices, my... I uh, would never make it as a voice actor, but, um... Hello? Who is Farkas? This is Farkas, yes. That is, um. Modoc's castle? This is Modoc's castle! We've been looking for you Modoc's because we need it modified! You don't sound like Modoc. Modoc's mm -hmm. dead. Modoc. Ha! Really? Yes. Modoc's dead! Yes. Ha! Like, you kind of knew he was an idiot too, didn't you? Oh my god. God, he was an idiot. He traded so much to me. I got so much money. And I half-assed everything, basically. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> we kind of hey. needed you to, like, fix this thing up. You know, I would say me half-assing work is probably better than anything you all have experienced before. Is there really that many problems still? No, but the thing is, you know, we got to walk around here saying, like, hail to Modoc all the time, and that kind of sucks. Well, <laughs> he was, if anything, self-involved. I, I can identify with that trait, at least. Now, you know, I'd love to take a peek through that castle again. It's been a long time. I came, got a lot of breakthroughs on there. Yeah, you're, hey, this castle's a freaking amazing. Uh, flattery is completely going to work with me, by the way. I'm just warning you guys now before you come here. So, why don't you all... Come on, stop by, uh, the Citadel is what we've been calling it. I don't know, it's kind of a silly name. I think we've got four or five different forts that the dwarves keep calling the Citadel. All right. If there's a place we can land, just direct us to it, and, uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, uh, yeah, there's a big open space there. There's a three written in, dwarf, in dwarven script on, painted on there. You can stop there. That should hold it. All right. Um, have I, have I come to the control room? Yes, yes, you've okay. come up. Uh, there, you, you, you heard the whole thing with Farkas. Okay. Um, I have an idea. Jeremy could help. Uh, I know where Malcap is. If you guys want to go there, you say we can move in here by thought? And I'm asking Lamy. Yeah. Do you want to take a trip with me yeah. up the nose? Yeah, sure. We can go. And then we can get two words at once. <clears throat> Does that sound good? I'm just worried you're thinking another god is the answer to this. God's the problem. Yeah. I don't believe God's the problem. Gods are definitely the problem. I don't think one more is going to change anything. It's already been killed. It's going to kill it again. You have your, your philosophy, this is true. I don't think the same way. <laughs> well, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. Yes. No problem with hedging so, our bets. So we're going to get—we're going to ask for help from both. Marcus and well, that's the problem. I don't think both right. of them can help us. Well, the thing is, uh, I'm pretty sure Mr. We need information. Yeah, and okay. we can get information mm -hmm. from two sources. All right. Uh, our goals are aligned with uh, the dwarves. 
dead. And Mister. Mister. Yeah, Mistress, uh, pardon me, but I've been dealing with gods and demons and devils. Mistress, pardon me? No, pardon me. Yeah. Um, and I have come to distrust and mistrust them. I mean, they, they, they care about the world, but only how they can shape it in their own image and their control over it. I think we can do this with our own hands. Me too. Well, well we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need all the help we can get. And I think people have to believe in something, even if it's believing in yourself. Yeah. It's still a form of worship. Mm. Definitely. It's true power. Is it so? Oh, yes. Hmm. Well, if we can get these guns upgraded, that would help. I think, like, you know, socks. Socks are, socks are much more dependable than gods. You know, they keep your feet warm. You ever had a pet? Uh, don't do pets. Yeah, socks aren't dependable. Get a pet, you'll find out. Anyhow, I'm, I would truly like to speak to the dwarves and farmers. Okay, yeah. I mean, they've been I'm doing with, good work. And I think I'm with the virgins on this. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> see, I'll take I'll take Martin uh, with me. Okay, and Lenny. Yeah. All right. All right. So you're not going with them. You're going. We're gonna go up the nose. Okay. So and you and Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Um, <laughs> Martem are going to uh, go toward the nose, just try to float your way around, although I feel like you'll probably get noticed unless... I was going to say, uh, does anyone else have any invisibility? Do I have invisibility? Who needs invisibility? Or her. I'm good. Why does he need invisibility again? We're going to get noticed. Do we have... Uh, we can make potions, yes? Takes time, it takes days. Days? Yeah. Last time it took a night, I think. A lot of potions, though, last time. It was just one potion. No, it took days, though. Each potion was going to take at least like two or three days. It wasn't that. We had a lot of stuff. No, we had like six potions overnight. It was over a night, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think it's a few hours for a potion, maybe. Like, let's just get it down as. Two hours to make one potion. Which is still considerably... Yes. Okay. Right, so you're going to make yourselves invisible, I guess, and go. Okay. I stick all the health potions on as well. Just, just uh, carry right. on being made. Why do we uh, need invisibility? We need to go unnoticed to where? Oh, we need to go unnoticed. To where? The nose. The nose. How far away is it? How many feet? Okay, so oh god, I don't know how many feet. Um, it would be miles or kilometers okay. of distance. But that doesn't matter so much with the movement, right? No, not with the movement. No, I mean, they're still moving at like a normal speed, I guess. So. Like, I got it. I don't think it's like supersonic speed or anything like that. Uh, well, um, if I'm going to cast it, just don't, don't waste your thing. Alright, so, I, I splitting the party. And Martin. And Martin. Wait, how? I can make two people invisible with Martin. Okay. To me and Martin. Okay. Um, I cast invisibility and I twin it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Martin and Jessup are invisible. Yeah, you're a sorcerer. Okay. Made a magic. I don't know which one you took, but. Yeah, okay. I have subtle and twin. I have subtle and twin. What do you have? I get three. Uh, uh, <coughs> yeah, I cast greater invisibility on myself. Okay, so you need regular invisibility in Martin, I get greater invisibility? Uh, no, no, greater invisibility is a shorter time period, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's longer. Either way, shorter, but you can do there's stuff. enough invisibility yeah. between all of us to get... Got enough invisibility no, to go around. Greater invisibility is one minute. Yeah. Alright, so let's, <laughs> um, cast spells and stuff, let's do the non-invisibles first, I guess. So, uh... Courtney? Well, I think no, I think I'll, I'll probably be ready to go too around two ish or two thirty. Um, so, actually, let's do the invisibles first, I guess. Yeah, okay. uh, so uh, you guys take my invisibility. That's one hour. Okay. So you make yourself invisible as well. So you're all floating away from the dwarven citadel and um, you know puttering away uh, up up a, up the chest toward the neck and the nose. 
Um, once you find yourself up to the neck, you can see those deep uh, wounds that you saw more further up close. Uh, they look like puncture uh, wounds, not like a, a scratch or a cut uh, on his neck and his shoulder. And they make kind of a, a like a half circle shape of of deep punctures. Is there can I do like a on their survival nature check to see if this matches with my idea of what a nagabite looks like? Okay, go ahead. Which one would I use? Like survival. Okay. Seventeen. Uh, yeah. So um. You know, just kind of glancing at it, even from a glance, you can tell, uh, from the bigger, deeper frontals, this does look like a massive snake bite, like a, like a toothy snake chomp down on this guy. Okay. And as you approach the entrance to the nose, uh, you can see in white, clear, no, not white, clear gray robes, uh, uh, stands a storm giant. Uh, a gray blindfold around his eyes. Uh, two spears in each hand, standing guard. See? Giant! I will speak to him in, in giant. Are you uh, one of the protectors of Balin's body? <clears throat> I am. And you are... I am... Interlopers? He sniffs the air. Some sort of... dog. Uh, a man. Hmm. And Martin is a human, I believe, yes. right? Yeah. And uh, a... woman. Yes. What brings you out here to... to Balin's body? It's no longer a safe place for contemplation. Um... Well, we, we had heard that Malakath is with you, and also, um, we were really wanting to find out more about the story of Balin's, Balin as a god, basically, and what, what happened to him. Well, have you not heard the story before? We were told that he was slain by the Allfather. Hmm. Then yes, there is more to tell you. May we enter? I will let... Our leader, speak to you then. Come with me, and he will explain all. So he leads you down the dark, slimy, cavernous nostril of Balin. Uh, deeper and deeper until... I'm trying to think what would happen. You'd go up the nose, kind of into the back of the mouth, I guess. Where you can see uh, the flesh has been hacked away and made into, basically scarred, it, they use scars as decorations, as, as a huge tapestry, uh, showing the story of, of, of Balin's birth, life, and death, carved and basically into the back of his throat. Um, the giants are, are sitting and meditating, and um, the largest one gets up from the group. This guy is easily as big as Modok was. Um, taller, stronger, maybe leaner, and he um, uh, looks over, seems to look directly at you guys, even through the invisibility. Mine's so, on already. You turned yours off? Yeah. Right. So it's not one, but there, were th there are three of you. Can you... Yeah, we're here. I, I don't have control over this, I'm sorry. My friend is holding it. You can just do something to turn it off. Pick something up. Okay. No, that doesn't turn slap it off. Yeah. Yeah, slap slap Martin. <laughs> slap slap each other. Caustic counter. Right. Yeah, just cast Sure. Oh, yes. It doesn't like, matter. You're able to turn off the invisibility, okay, I guess. Just touch him. <laughs> just, uh... So, you've journeyed a long distance, obviously, to get here. Tell me. Why have you sought us out? Um, well, we have a great desire, most of us, to try and, uh, try and put an end to the cycle. And we heard the story of Balin the Brother, and how basically the Allfather slayed him. And 
um, we're looking for any way we can to try and find a way to end the cycle. And if, if Balin's story can help us, that would be wonderful. I think Balin's story could perhaps serve as a cautionary tale for you that are trying to end this cycle. For you see, Balin had the same idea as you. Why should we continue this cycle of violence over and over and over again? He brought his idea forth to the All-Father. He thought it quite reasonable. End the violence. End the Void Naga once and for all. But the All-Father did not reply. He only replied with violence. But Balin was beloved. He was the giant folk's own creation, not their creator. And thus they could identify with him far more easily. Balin led the giants against the Allfather. And he very nearly overcame him over weeks and weeks of battle. That is when great betrayal happened. The Allfather, seeing that he was losing the battle over his own people, against his own brother, his own creation that he so graciously in his mind allowed them to have. And so, he brought forth the Void Naga, and they slayed Balin together. The Naga bound his arms and legs and bit him in the throat and neck, holding him in place. And Balin, seeing his brother paralyzed, was able to strike the final blow and finish him. That is the true story of Balin. You don't just stand against the Allfather or the Void Knight. You stand against both of them combined, if you wish to end the cycle. I have a thought, and maybe, maybe my thought is uh, correct here. My own goddess, Selun, I discovered, was dual-natured. She was Selun and Malar. Is the Void Naga the All-Father? Are they one and the same? I don't believe that they're one and the same, but I believe that they, but we, as a society, believe that they are necessary for each other. Creation and destruction. Mm. If there was only destruction, there would be no world. If there was only creation, it would be limitless, ever-changing. One needs the other, and that is why you can never play them against each other. Their war that they fight is a proxy war, a, a cleaning exercise, basically. And to try and stop this cycle, you run the risk of fighting both creation and destruction in favor of stability continuity. That, we believe, is what Balin signified. A never-ending timeline that always goes forward for all eternity. Never broken, never stopping. We hope someday that Balin will come back to us and return, and try to fight his battle once again. But, though the heart beats, body now lies, as it always has, motionless, lifeless. And now, I fear that he's being torn apart, that we won't be able to preserve him for that eventual day when he returns to us in his true form, not as some undead mockery, and not as a bunch of pieces ripped apart and stuck into metal machines. 
not as the Githyanki, I believe, want, as scattered debris through the astral sea. Those are the only Githyanki ships in the astral sea that remain. All the others have left for the mortal, material realm. So they... Okay, they're the only ones that are still here. That's very interesting. We watch Balin's body, and they watch us, I believe. May I ask you a question with regards to this circlet that I have in my head? These are apparently items of power which exist throughout the cycles. These belong to Balin? No. I don't believe he went in much for jewelry. Are they... I don't know. Could they help resurrect him properly? Or I think only Balin can resurrect himself. I know mortals will try. They've tried many times in the past to bring him back, but... It's not the same. I don't think it would truly be Balin himself brought back. It would be some subtle mockery of his old form. We were told that Malkath was here. He was here. He's left? He's gone deeper okay. to Balin. There was an opposing force that he wished to stop. Neither Dwarven nor Necromancer. Okay. But it appears to be an assassin of some kind, skulking around through the veins, trying to find its way to the heart. Is this assassin, or chance, kind of crocodile looking? You've seen him before? I have. Well then, if you could enlighten me then, perhaps. Because we've tried to catch this person many times, and they've escaped each time. They're followers of a <coughs> god known as Kung La, who wishes to kill all the gods and take their power and create some popular <coughs> universe. Hmm. I can't say I've ever heard the name before, honestly. Kung La. I look at Martin and isn't that your dude? So she would respond if she was here. <laughs> yeah, um... I don't know, she doesn't say anything. She's still in shock of horror being dead. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, on the landing pad of the Dwarven Citadel, a group of heavily armored dwarves um, enchanted hammers in one hand, enchanted shields in the other, their armor glittering and beeping and whirring gears and cogs and enchantments all going at once. This appears to be an elite unit of dwarven soldiers uh, wielding heavy weapons. And in the middle of them, a small unassuming gnome with a shock of fiery red hair and a long mustache that's almost a uh, Fu Manchu-style mustache uh, uh, steps out. He's looking over the castle, and you can see he's got almost a childish grin on his face as he, as he sees it again. Uh, the landing strip goes on, I guess, if, if you guys want to talk to him. He's just staring at all. I can't whistle. Whistle sound. Yeah, an impressed whistle. I can't... So I can't whistle, but Farkas can whistle. He makes that impressed whistling sound as he sees the castle again. He says, wow, that thing looks like it's been through some shit. Indeed. Yeah, we've dropped it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm actually impressed it's still standing then. So, uh, who do I have the honor of meeting today? Feather Marshal, that's your service. Feather Marshal, a dwarf, okay. Aki. Aki. Perdita, you know, I've I've heard of each of you before. 
Yeah, dude, Unabomber. Unabomber. <laughs> there have been reports of this castle showing up everywhere. I've heard that it's been in the Astral Sea, that it's been in the Swamplands, it's been in Waterdeep, and seen near Greenrest. Uh, where haven't you been, if you don't mind me asking? Baldur's Gate. It would appear the right place at the right time. <laughs> That's where we haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> So far, we've only managed the wrong place at the wrong time. At I any think. given time. <laughs> at any given time. I, that's what I think, but I've only been with them for a while. So, what are you building? We're here, you're <laughs> building something huge. Let's see, you're building something huge. <laughs> oh, God, we're Always building. Outside. We're building a lot of things huge. Yes, uh, let's just say uh, when you really get an entire people motivated to one task. You can do amazing things, and so yes, this is a part of part of our work, part of the the dwarven people's work and the gnomish people's work. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears all coming together to create a super weapon, a beautiful, beautiful super weapon that's a scope that's never been seen before. Imagine a mechanical. Man, I guess we could say. A me mechanical dwarf, a mechanical gnome, a humanoid. One of us. But taller than a mountain peak. With weapons large enough to... Taller than the Allfather? Makes the Allfather look like a little nothing, basically. Aki furrows his brows together. Looks at Fargus and... Are you making a warforged... Huh. Never heard anyone mention it that way before, but no, I've not been styling it after Balin, but his still-beating heart will prove to be a valuable asset. Nope, the kind of weapons we're designing are going to be able to alter reality when they fire. Basically, think of the gods as being a power that says yes. Yes to this creation, yes to my existence, constantly. Well, what we're designing is basically a weaponized no. <laughs> no. Stop. Not only do you does your creation not exist, I say no to your existence. Weaponized atheism, basically, if you will. Wouldn't they create a black hole? Mm, no. It will create a black hole where the All-Father's face used to be, and then it will create a lack of existence where his body used to be. And you need the heart for power. And then we will probably grab the Naga's necks and remove them from its body. That will be a lot of fun. Third player in the cycle. <sighs> the cycle. No, fuck the cycle. That's in our, our motto since day one. Fuck the cycle. And fuck anyone that would try to unmake our people. Farkas, once you have eliminated the Allfather and the Naga, what do you plan on doing with this power? Hmm, well, you know, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but not anyone could just build a giant reality-altering machine, so uh, maybe do a little exploring, maybe do a little reading, take it easy, enjoy the spoils of, of uh, our conquests. You're not going to use it to make the world better for just your people? Well, I mean, honestly, I think at this point, saving the entire universe, the, the dwarves and those allied with the dwarves kind of deserve a, a little reward for their work, obviously. Continued existence is nice. Power is also nice. I mean, I've been working on some smaller models of, of my creations that the dwarf holds could use. Let's just say an arm the size of a mountain isn't very practical for many situations. Hmm. Sounds about right. Yep. And if we can get this heart of Balin, then we'll finally have something powerful enough to keep the left elbow running smoothly. Oh. Once it fires its weapon, it's under incredible duress, and 
Uh, it'll save a lot of space that we can use for shock. Anything we can do to help stop this cycle and finally end the old father and the Naga. Hmm. We're, with you. We're with you. Are you serious about that? It's what we've been trying to do all this time, unfortunately by ourselves. Uh, and just your castle, we haven't had that much luck. Well, I'm always looking for more help, obviously. What's the timeline on this? Well, we're hoping that we can get the heart by, gosh, maybe end of two weeks. We just need to defeat the wizards, blow off the, the giants, just, you know, annihilate them, take the heart and get out of here before the Githyanki decide to uh, destroy this place once and for all. Alright, put us to work. Where can we find the heart? Well, where do you think? Where would you keep a heart? The heart, still being a heart of Balin, is still inside Balin? It is. Yeah. We haven't been able to reach it yet. Because of the necromancers. Yeah, the, the tunnels, the, the veins of this body are just crawling with disgusting things. Here's the thing. Now, I've noticed the, the monsters are crawling out from the side where the ribs are. Uh, have you tr why aren't you drilling straight through the sternum? Mm, we tried, but the bones were just too hard, so we're going in through the space between the ribs. Space just... alright. The soft flesh is a lot easier, but that sternum, my god, we used every blasting charge we had and we barely scratched through it. I mean, might try and use some of that for the machine as well. God's bones, probably pretty good. These necromancers seem pretty powerful if they're sending monstrous goliaths three times the size of, uh, of giants. Oh, yes, they are tenacious, you know, it's kind of their last hurrah. The necromancers got kicked out of the wizard's college, they... How many other? Oh, I think maybe 30 or so of the wizards total, but their creations are far more numerous. Their numbers were basically cut down by some backwater swamp cult that moved into their territory some time ago. <laughs> They fled up here, and here they've been oh, doing their spooky rituals and praying to their dark gods and trying to amass power and other pointless wizard nonsense. I'm glad I left that life behind so okay. long ago. So are we doing a battle of attrition, or are we going to full frontal assault? Well, should we wait for the rest of our mm. people? I think... A quick strike right to the heart of the necromancers might be in order after this most recent attack. I imagine they've used most of the, the material they had, hmm. creating that thing, and it just crapped out in front of the walls. Okay, so we've got numbers of 30. What about leaders? Is there a specific leader? There is. The Farkas kind of leans in, he says, well... Get this, their leader's name is Herman. <laughs> I've never met a Herman that's been so difficult to beat and to kill in my life. And I think I've killed four people named Herman. As long as it's not Herman Munster, we're fine. No, I think his name is oh, it's some human name. Gorst or Gerst or something like that. But... Powerful Necromancer was the leader of the Necromancer's College. He's the reason that they're over here right now. Now this castle, it's nice, but it's not very sneaky, is it? It's invisible. I know, but it's quite loud still. As for sneaky, we do have someone quite sneaky. And I look towards Feather. <laughs> now, let's go inside. If you guys truly, truly want to devote yourself to the cause of Sticking it to those know-it-all gods. Here we are. Then, got some paperwork to sign, some equipment to give out to you guys, and we can send you to work today. Yeah, we want to end this quickly. All father must die, and so must that Naga. <laughs> I like this one. I like the way you think. I like that addition there. That is the plan, really. I mean, if. We can take out the Allfather and the Void Naga. Is there really any use for more of those gods? I, I mean, have, I have a feeling that we're going to run into trouble with the rest of the party again. Yeah. Oh, what no. do you mean? Some of, some of them are uh, very devoted to their gods. Gods serve a purpose. 
We can leave those ones. But not all of them. The All-Father Naga, their purpose needs to end. As for the rest, balance, order, sunlight, protecting the weave of magic, that's quite alright. As long as they leave to themselves. <laughs> well, we can disagree and talk theology all we want. Oh, but, there's some very naughty wizards that need to be removed. And soon. So, do we have a do we have a deal then? Yes. We have a deal. Sure, I'll you go with the virgins. You help me get to the heart of Balin. We'll do the harvesting. You'll be paid handsomely, and maybe throw in a few upgrades for your castle if you're so inclined. You might as if we're gonna stop the cycle. You might as well have a kick-ass place to live the rest of your lives. We need a budget. Money you and me, my brother. Have a budget. Budget money. Ah, yes. You know, it's really. An imperfect system. Make it work on air. It used Ground. to run on a Titan heart, but I took the Titan heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we saw. He's he said, "Oh, I've got endless money, so let's just power it with money." <laughs> Wasn't so easy to do deriving power from gold and gems, but mm -hmm. they have value. They have magical value that I'm able to that I was able to gather. Yeah, that was just mean. <laughs> I thought that was just a mean, cruel joke. What? Using gold to power the engines? First forces someone to burn money and gems. Ah, well, to Modoc, he really... Drive anything. He really was kind of, um, loose with his money, you know, and he always had more of it stashed away. Modoc the moron. So let's, uh, let's continue okay. this bit. Okay. So, here's what I'm thinking, and he's, le he's walking and talking, basically. Mm -hmm. We'll give you a small craft, something that's lighter, completely silent, completely stealthy. We can give you... Essentially, think of it like a fireball times 1,252 to the power. Good. Go there, kill the head necromancer, set off the fireball at a safe distance, and we'll blow that whole side of Balin to smithereens. Giving us easy access to the heart. Are you certain that blast of that magnitude won't damage the heart? Oh, it's been chugging along for 10,000 years or so, roughly. It'll be fine. Okay. But I kind of want to make a statement, you know? I want to do it big and loud. Say, here we are, world. Fuck Balin, fuck the gods, we're taking what we want and using it how we want. That being said, what would be the safe distance for us to be away from the blast? Hmm, let's see. Fireball, roughly about 30 feet or so. Okay, but you said times the power. So, 3,706. About a mile off, perhaps. Be safe. And the range of the fireball launcher? Oh, that you just... Push a button. The range of it? Like, you could just, like, I could push the button here and it would go off. I mean, it's okay. long distance. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's great. I'm now. picking a button. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, you guys see those contracts? Basically just, you'll work for us, work for our company, blah 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 we'll pay you handsomely, great retirement package, dental plan, everything's included in there. Get, we'll get your friends to sign them when they get back, mm -hmm. and lickety-split. Okay. 11 kilometers. kilometers. We'll look over the contract, have our people uh, verify everything first, that's quite alright. And uh, when our friends get back, we'll get this done. Awesome, well, uh, let's see. If you don't mind, we'll um, clamp down the castle so it doesn't uh, get stolen or anything like that. It'll be uh, held down, and for you guys, um, you can wait in the lounge if you'd like. We've got food, drink. Maybe not good times. Dwarves aren't... Well, you know, they get to drinking, but... Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're a teetotaler, there's not a whole lot a lot of fun to be had with them. Dwarf tossing. What was I going to say? I thought I, 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 feel like I had a thing, and now I'm forgetting it. Hmm. Anyways, um... But... Yes, I will will provide you with the craft Itoru's gift. Okay, um, as we're talking, I'm going to use the subtle detect thoughts. 
I'm going to use detect thoughts, but subtle. So nobody it, can see these causing a spell. It, it, no verbal, no somatic, nothing. Just, just, just. All right. Uh, let me take a quick peek at detect thoughts. Um, only surface thoughts, because if I do the probe, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna feel it. So I'm just gonna, as he's talking, I, I want to get the feeling: is he like insulting? Like these are idiots, or like he generally thinks we can help? Or is like I'm gonna screw these guys? Let's <laughs> see. So you can read the thoughts of strange creatures. They're flying birds. Okay, so <clears throat> his surface thoughts, I guess, as he's talking about the mission, are basically doing calculations in his head. Was that a fireball 1,256 or was it 1,257 times bigger? Yeah, a couple of questions I, uh, I was going through was like, is he thinking, like, when I asked, how far do you have to be away? Like, is he, oh, they're dead. No, no, he's is he straight. Is he? He's, he seems like he's being straightforward with you guys. Yeah, right. Essentially, yeah. So he's he's not really lying. Okay, great. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> ah, so as you guys are finishing up the, you're kind you're looking it over, whatever. You're talking to Farkas. An alarm goes off in the citadel. Mm -hmm. Red warning lights begin flashing down every hallway. Doors and uh, windows are shuttered close. Ah! Intruder alert! Intruder? Yeah! Checks a little uh, wrist low jackimator, just like Lila. Mm -hmm. But, um. <clears throat> ah! Yep, yep. Looks like a few of those pesky giants have gotten in the basement. How <laughs> did a giant get it? sneak into a basement? They're actually quite sneaky. They're monks, man. Uh, do you think you guys could help handle that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, the giants before. All right. So kill some giants. We'll set up your ship. We'll get you all kitted out. Maybe get some coffees in you, and. We'll finish up here in Balin's body, okay? We'll blow this thing, get the heart, and uh, finish up our... And we'll put a stop to this cycle together. All right, that'll give us uh, time for our friends to return as well. All right, we haven't been giant killing in quite a while, brother. I haven't. You haven't. Yeah, we. And that will be all for this episode of Dice Nerds and Nagas. We all have our own lives and shit that we gotta go do today, so... Well, I'm trying to pretend that we're cool. <laughs> no, but that'll be it for us today on Dice Nerds and Nagas next episode. We've got a rumble in a basement with some giant monks. We've got bombs, necromancers, wizards of Mistra, assassins of Kun La, and all this converging at Balin's heart. So... Check it out next time at Dice Nerds and Nuggets. Bye. Bye. Bye.